Sega Bodega is a Glasgow-based artist whose productions are as noteworthy as his provocative portraits and eye-catching collaborations. Inspired by Warp and local label Lucky Me, he started to release in 2013 and has since developed a unique voice in the field of futuristic beats. Johan Wald caught up with him at the Radio Primavera Sound Studios to talk shop. So Sega, for our listeners who still haven't heard about the revolution that is Sega Bodega, where are you from, mate? Uh, I'm from London. I grew up in Glasgow. Um, grew up in Ireland as well. So I would say I'm based in London, yeah. So you, you've got all these sort of, this mixture of, of backgrounds, especially how, how much, how in touch are you with your Chilean roots? I mean, it's tricky because I, d- I don't, I, 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 Spanish is my first language. I don't speak it anymore. I, I kind of tuned it out because I went to an all Irish school. Yeah. So that was like it just I just naturally kind of fizzled out. Uh, the last time I was there was when I was like ten. So I don't know how. It's a it's definitely an inner inner question I ask myself a lot. But I, so I don't know. What about when you lived in Barcelona for how long? Like about half a year. And did the Spanish kind come back yeah, to I mean, you I can from understand listening? it quite well? I just can't like have a conversation. It's quite tricky. It's like this. Um, uh, horrible wall where I, I feel like I could reply but I, I can understand when like people are saying and stuff so it's kind of loose because musically now the Spanish language is is, is everywhere no? yeah it's great it's, and it's nice that it doesn't have to translate itself to become 
crossover like it's it's nice yeah did do you perceive that in the uk where the whole urbano and latin vibe is because it's become so influential in the united yeah. states obviously and obviously here in spain as well yeah is, is it palpable there or yeah, is yeah. there's like everyone we all like j balvin and rosalia and stuff like that and i mean the consula stuff the portuguese stuff was always in clubs for like nearly like three years now so yeah definitely and tell me again why did you leave barcelona when you were living here i didn't really i mean i came out here to kind of just settle down here and try and make music work but it didn't i mean there was no scene for what i was doing it was all quite house and techno and i didn't really it did it just didn't click i mean now coming back and playing like loom festival is quite crazy because everyone like there's a whole wide group of people doing nice interesting electronic music and if it had been like that 2012 i probably would have stayed but i guess i ended up in london it's amazing because watching the images from loom festival it make it, it's it makes so much sense like this is the music of now it, it's the music of the future but it's happening now uh in barcelona we've got other festivals like mira fest where a lot of the these sounds shall we say exist and it seems natural when you go to the festival but it's still not on the street shall we say in in it's not yeah. music that you hear in the advertisements you know it's not the the music that marketing directors use to grab yeah. the kids even though the kids are on onto it do you think It's also a question of age. Do you think any one of the elder generations is making anything interesting in the kind of music spheres that you're working in? Yeah, I mean, I a lot of people, I mean, how old are we talking? Like say like the perception I get is that this music belongs to the young generation, the younger generations from like age 25 year old. Okay. I mean, all the people I meet that make this music and are doing doing the things that are definitely like the influential type things I they're all in like their 30s like I'm not going to expose everyone's age but mm. like like it makes me feel relief when I meet someone who I've like looked up to for years and then I'm like oh you're like seven, eight years older than me so I think the listeners are younger but I think the people doing it are just naturally quite older because they've come from they kind of maybe grew up I mean not grew up but they came they they start going to clubs at a time like 2010 to 2014 and then they used that and then they've worked on the music for a while and it became this thing I don't think you could come into it now as a 20 20 year old be instantly super successful and influential without the kind of history of like what happened before it unless you take directly from what's happening now but I think that's why like people there's like select people So like producers and like vocalists who are like like killing it right now because they've kind of we've kind of, they've kind of earned that career like they're they're not just like here for one record and then gone they've had a long body of work does that make sense yes yeah because so I guess they're all I I think they're all older because you know we uh, I I grew up listening to Aphex Twin mm. and Square Pusher and all the people who are really really working on le really far out left field electronics and and creating a new kind of sonor uh, sound language shall we yeah. say in the 90s late 90s what have you what were your what was what was the stuff what did you grow up listening to shall we say that's infused your music I mean Warp and like Lucky Me so like I mean Hudson Mohawk was and Rusty and they they were definitely the the things that were making me like okay I want to make something different too and then kind of went on to the Sophies and Arcas and then it's it's just, yeah definitely like a lot of like Glasgow stuff growing up in Glasgow was really nice to see because it was like wow these people are from here and Glasgow's nice Glasgow's a fun place to be but it's also not like a it's not like it doesn't feel like a hugely It's just weird that you think oh these these people who are making like the stuff that you think is the most like crazy stuff you've ever heard are going to the same clubs you've been in like last night. It's just weird. It kind of made me think oh if that's how far you can take it then yeah I want to try and take it there too. Well we've always had this theory here in Spain that it's always in the cities with really really crap weather where some of the greatest music is being made and here because we've got such great weather all the time and we've got an excuse to be out on the street no one gets anything interesting I think done that's true. <laughs> I, think, i think you're kind of forced to be like well i'm 
not going to go outside. I'm not going to hang out. Like that was another thing when I came here. I didn't really um. St- I mean, it was hard to work in my room because it was so hot, and I didn't want to work in the room because it was so nice outside. And I just, I, that was the longest time where I didn't actually make any music because it was just not the environment to do it. In Glasgow and like London as well, definitely is because it's cold. Yeah, it's just it's just like this psychological thing. It's good. It's coming from someone who's lived here, so now it's not just me speculating on on our stuff. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna go for some questions that my mate Mark Dix wrote down because um, he's got. He's well. You you understand. Um, he says he was always a Sega kid in the face of the probably superior Nintendo during the console wars of the 1990s. But then he's always loved an underdog. What attracts you to the brand Sega? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Was it just a question of it, two it's words a, that it's, rhymed? It's a, it's a. I was trying to find a name into like 2010, and I was a really, I was really into Biggie, and he just rhymed the two words one time, and I just really liked the fact that he rhymed those two words, and I was just thinking of a name, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to keep this name for long, but I'll use this for now, and then like nine years later, I still haven't managed to change it. I'm not going to change it. But for a very long time, I wanted to change it. It has nothing to do with my love for games consoles. And have they not been in touch to send you material? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I would like that. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to find something to. I only ever work on things, and I, I need a break sometimes, and I can't ever find a break. And I've decided I'm just going to buy like a PlayStation or like a, an Xbox or something just to like, shoot, be able to tune out because I need that. So. I mean, if they want to, that's great, but they've never been in touch now. Do you feel a constant pressure to be delivering? Um, no, I, I mean, I, I like doing it. I, I, I'm only happy when I'm doing that. So there's pressure to like, there's not been pressure. No, I've been quite, I've been quite, the, everything's been quite natural. Like I'm not like, oh, I need to do this. Like I'll just happen to be in the thing, the studio and I'll like make something that will make me want to go back all week or work with someone who I'm like, oh yeah, let's go in the studio and let's just do that. So it's been quite, it's natural so far. I is don't want to get to the point where it's pressure, hmm. but I, I, I probably will at one point. Because it, it, it you know, I've never seen such a productive generation of musical artists because internet is there for everyone and you've got, to, it seems like you've got to be reminding followers that you exist because there's so much going on all the time from different interesting artists. To yeah. is it? Do you worry about keeping your fans' attentions or... Do you not think um, about that too much? I don't know. I'm not worried about it because I know how much stuff I have got with other people right now that's ready to go. That might even just like, it might not come out, but if it all does come out, that's like the next couple of years, pretty chill. So I'm not like, oh, but I, I would be worried if I didn't have anything ready to go. If I was like, if I hadn't written anything, if I hadn't, if I hadn't been working with anyone and I had no new music, then I would be like, okay, sh- but like it's when you have it all there ready to go, you can kind of like give yourself that that break, that mental break to just like not stress, because it's that. It's like it's 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 content. If it's there, it's fine. You know I'm no brando. Stitch together tight though. Hold me close like Lilo. Precious Venus. Breakfast show my weaknesses. I'm saying. When you pull me deeper we'll have mind it close to time Tell me when I'm near that you'll be here for a while Maybe this is just another way Like I didn't deserve to be close to
misguided and desire to be close to Are you, do you think also of leaving an archive behind? Like, for instance, back in the day, you had all these music magazines reminding every month that Bob Dylan was the greatest whatever, you know, yeah. folk artist, and the Beatles was the greatest pop band, and it's like Uncut Magazine, Mojo. It was that whole network that it wasn't the artist. It was just this whole thing of yeah. journalists and stuff, uh, you know, sort of all agreeing that this was the only stuff that you can talk about, whereas you now, you are, you're creating music in a landscape that requires archive, but yeah. you don't have the, the that system of journalists and, and labels sort of let's keep this cash cow going yeah. by reminding people the 25th anniversary of Mira Massa's mixtape, you know? Yeah. Are you are are you take are you conscious of that of leaving stuff for the future? Yeah, I mean I I, I think about it and I I definitely want to have like bodies of work that are like consist like strong. I don't have any interest in like just putting out music for the sake of putting out music. Like it has to be in my eyes like what I was doing the best of me at that point so I think naturally you'll just have an archive if everything if you can continue to work to that um, belief but I guess I, I don't know it's kind of hard I mean people don't really I, I like working with other people a lot and I'm not really interested in like having like if I produce something for someone I'm not really that interested in having my name in the featuring me it's fine if people never know that I did this, 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 and this. That's fine. Like, if they enjoyed it, that's cool. So I'm not. It's not really. You have to kind of let your ego just shut up for a bit. And if no one, if I do a, a lot of work that doesn't really get, if like the artist gets the make, like that's fine. It's not. It's too. It's too much of a pressure to think. I think if I let myself think like that. Well, the good thing is that since you're your own boss and you're your own, you're, yeah. you're, you're your own creative, you don't have to make a, have a democracy with a band, you know, deciding yeah, yeah, exactly. when to put out a single or whatever. This also allows a lot of freedom to uh, to collaborate much more with whoever yeah. you please. Who's on your, you know, how Ira Stark has her w kill list? Who's on your wish list to work with? Um, I would like to work with like directors and stuff. I want to like score a film for like Gaspar Noé or something. That'd be fun. Um. Artists, it's. I don't. I can't really think exactly who. It's more just like, I mean, like Ryuji Sakamoto would be great, because. Also, I'm just like I'm, I'm worried about like it's it maybe stupid, but like he's old. That day will come when it's just it's no longer possible, and I'm like that would be. I'd I'd love to just, even just sit in a room. With that kind of artist, someone who's been around since like even like just so th those ones like I'll share or something that would be amazing but you, um yeah that kind of thing you, you just hit the Ryuichi Ryuchi Sakamoto button I mean I'm just nerding out completely because I only watched did you ever see that film Merry Christmas Mr. Lawrence yeah. I only watched it last week for the first time and it's like that was his first movie as an actor yeah. and his first soundtrack yeah and he gets to act alongside David Bowie and they were shooting for a month in the in the, the islands, wherever it was, uh, Java or somewhere. And imagine like finishing shooting every day, and your 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 mate who you're having dinner with every night because there's only one restaurant or one hotel to have drinks in is David Bowie, and you're reaching you know twenty something year old <laughs> Richie Sakamoto. So and it's also like 
one of the most iconic soundtracks of all time. Like it still sounds great. Like, I'll, like yeah, it's that's 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 crazy. And the subject matter, you know, <clears throat> that kind of you know adoration that you know mm. this gen- Japanese general has with this incredible Bowie. Who wouldn't? Um, going back to some of Mark's questions. Um, <laughs> I'm going to read it so because his phrasing is really good. You've obviously invested in the space where high and low culture crossover to the point where upmarket sportswear is some of the most sought after garms on the planet. On the planet, you even named an EP sportswear. What is it that has captured your imagination from high tech fabrics and elastic waistbands of tracksuits and such? It just looks really good. I just like how it looks. I'm not. I'm not a sportswear fanatic. I don't buy that much clothes. I try I try and treat myself every so often. Um Yeah, it's definitely quite a loose um it's not it's not it's not a huge part of who I am. I, I just like if we're talking about clothes, I just like things that are comfortable and sportswear is comfortable to an extent. But but would you do you relate to the way how the whole sportswear has become so iconic now with the whole new urban movement of pop music shall we say do you are you interested in 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 sort of for instance you know how if you think of led zeppelin or any psych band of the 70s you think bell bottoms tight t-shirts long hair beards or whatever right and the generation that you're a part of there's this strong visual element where even high fashion is like trying to appropriate the energy from this youth culture do you do you do you are you comfortable within it as an artist being associated to this generation or would you like to I don't really navigate think I am associated to it. I don't think I wear like I mean I definitely know the the look that you're talking about. Um I don't I mean maybe I'm not doing myself any favors with what I'm wearing today, but <laughs> I I don't I'm I'm fine with being associated. I think I'm naturally just going to be if like the people who come to my shows all wear that. And a lot of them do, yeah. It's definitely like the look of like a show. <clears throat> if I'm, if I, yeah, I can, s- I, I, I know what the, my kind of audience looks like. It's definitely, I'm fine with it. It's not, if it was like, I'd probably do effort to distance myself from it if I really hated this style. But I don't. Yeah, I'm fine with being associated with it. And jumping back to music, as I said, uh, you've, you've always spoken about how cinematic influences really inspire you and, and soundscapes and, and, and the kind of sound that you you associate more with a music soundtrack, a film soundtrack, rather than production, strictly. So, do you try and translate this to your live show, like trying to create the same atmosphere that a Tarkovsky movie can create if you're watching it in a cinema? No, I, I try and go for the opposite because I think for a live show, everything I, I like things to be really direct and kind of instantaneous, and that kind of thing when I try and do like a kind of more film type thing it's quite slow it's a bit more drawn out and I don't really have the patience for that when I'm when I know I only have people's attention for maybe like 15 minutes mm. I, they can get that other places and I don't have the visual um, I don't have the visuals to really stand up to that as well like if it was like a kind of 3D immersive thing then yeah probably but I really want people to be quite to leave quite exhausted as opposed to like whatever the word for what a film does to you just more like like a live experience like a live music club instrumentation experience rather than the film feeling what did you pick up from this edition of loom festival did you get a chance to hang around and watch yeah, other I really stuff liked it. um there was a i really i don't know what her name was but she was in a box covered in bugs were those bugs real Oh. Yeah, it was, that was that was crazy. I, I really liked that. She was in it for like three hours. I can't. I have to, that's that's amazing. Um, Lu, okay, Lou was playing. Who's obviously like a great friend, and it was nice to see her and Brooke Candy as well. Um, but I liked um, Kai Kai Landry. He's great. That was a really fun show, and I didn't really get to see much else. Because it was quite, it was quite chaos in the day, making sure that everything was ready to go. Hmm. I'm always like quite chaotic on the day of the show. I just don't like to 
relax until I, I can only really relax until I'm finished yeah yeah I imagine yeah and uh, your track um, CC samples coughing what gave you the idea I can't remember me and Shy Girl have this we can't remember who came up with the idea and I think it was me she'll probably say it was her she she was really sick on the day she was like I was like come down she, she, at that point she would just come down and hang out we would never really have the intention of getting shit done it would just be um, she would just be on her phone <laughs> and then um, she was quite sick she had a cold I was just I think I was like just just cough just cough into the thing and then we'll use that and it was cool and she did and then it became the whole part of the track do you tend to look for w- strange sounds in unexpected places to sample and yeah. integrate because yeah I don't like I don't I don't really love when I listen to music and I'm like oh I know exactly how they did that especially if it's like unless the music is great unless it's a great song I don't really care but like for what, what I want to do I want to more I want to listen to it and be like I can't even remember how I made that and it happens quite a lot I can't exactly pinpoint because it's all just with the software I'm using it's quite accidental so yeah definitely yeah it's because I imagine the possibilities are endless now that technology first of all technology is so affordable compared to having yeah. a really expensive Gibson guitar and you know yeah. you can you can access it but do you where would you like to evolve towards as a musician as an artist um I don't know. I guess I get, it's hard because I, I I I kind of drift between two places when I work with my when I'm working alone and when I work with others. So I don't really know. There's not one direction really. I just want yeah. It's hard. I have that. I answer that. I ask myself that question quite a lot. I still don't know what I want to do. I'm just focusing on. The, I, I mean, I'm trying to write an album right now, and I really like how it sounds. So. That's the only thing I'm thinking about. Don't let me interrupt. Don't let me interrupt. Don't mean to fuck. This whole thing up. This whole thing up. Should have kept my mouth shut. Should've kept my mouth shut. Then back for. Then back for. Rounds around. Rounds around. Rounds around. Rounds around. Just can't seem to hold it down. Get out of your head. Get out of your head. Lose your hesitation. Cough, 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 cough. Don't let me interrupt. Don't let me interrupt. Didn't mean to fuck. Didn't mean to fuck. Should've kept my mouth shut.
How good are you with being independent? I mean, do, do you require a, a bit of a network of, uh, you know, the traditional sense of having label people take care of promo and yeah. organizing dates? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I in the beginning, I was like, oh, I kind of want to do it all myself. And I, I mean, me and my manager used to have quite a lot of arguments because I would tell him 60% of what was going on and then I'd try and organize things. And I, I'm not good at it. It's not what I want to do. I don't actually want to be... I mean, it's not what I don't want to do, but it's like if, I, if I'm if i working with someone who I know can do it better than me and it's actually kind of falls... In, I mean, it's, it's what will kind of make... potentially make a record do better or not. Because if I just put, I I would I wouldn't know how to get it to X X Y Z, and this person would. So it's like, of course. I mean, I I've, I've kind of fallen back into the role of just trying to focus on making music, as opposed to worrying about like campaigns and dates and promo. And it's like that's. I have a lot of friends who do that, and they decide to take on all roles, and every single one of them is like super depressed, and super stressed, and super like not ha- not in not in that place where they were when they started making music because that's what they, that's what they do but they kind of feel I think a lot of people feel like they have to do these other things now because the music industry is changing so much and you kind of almost like it's almost like seen as like better if you're independent and for maybe like a lot of reasons you might be better off with doing it alone but you still it's it's too tricky to do it completely by myself when you know you were saying before like in spain wasn't the best place for you to be productive and you know if 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 you now that you've figured out you your your setup shall we say you know your your yeah. creative space what what are the best times for you to create and what kind of atmosphere do you need to really get down to it uh, a room a studio and any time that like i can work at any time of the day there's no like i have no preference it's just when the studio is available i share it with a girl called La Fonda so we just split the time between us and so it's, yeah it's it's not I'm not fussy I'm not quite particular about like oh I can't I can't work in this situation like headphones and a laptop's good for me you're not a night hawk I am do you work do you, yeah, do you yeah. like can you be yeah, up yeah, all some, night sometimes it'll be till like six in the morning and then wake up at like eight go back sometimes it'll be a week off and doing nothing just kind of relaxing it's it's I need I need I've kind of I know my I know my Time. I know when it works for me, and I never force it. Nothing. Nothing gets done. Just checking. Okay, we're magazine at six, no? Yeah, six. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and I think I've got it all. Have I? Okay. Oh, hang on. This is a big one. Mm, another one of Marks. Hang on. Even your interest. All right, it's kind of going back to something we were talking about earlier, but um, I'm going to do him the favor of honoring his question. The styles of music you produce were once monopolized by straight males, mostly black Americans. Even now, the mere mention of trap or drill can make organizers or even councils nervous. Given your own idiosyncratic background, do you feel part of any musical movement? No. Say that again? The whole thing? Yes. The styles of music you produce were once were once monopolized by straight males, mostly black Americans, African-Americans, Mark. Um, Even now, the mere mention of trap or drill can make organizers or even councils nervous. Given your own idiosyncratic background, do you feel part of any musical movement? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I make house or techno. Um, it's obviously it's influenced it, everything's influenced by something and shit without that I absolutely wouldn't be making the music I would today because it's a there's a whole like you know there's a, it's a huge journey of music has led to this Um, I don't I didn't for a very long time feel like I was a part of anything and it was only when I kind of found Shy Girl and Chloe and we kind of decided to be a thing that I was like, okay, now I do feel like I'm a part of something, but I've never really, I've, I, I struggled for a long time to, I was really unhappy with that kind of stuff. Like I would be, I, people, everyone, everyone seems to roll in a crew. That shit, and it seems like that really helps as well. And I saw that 
working and being really fun and parties and lineups and stuff and I, I was never a part of it until like 2016 so yeah now I do but um, I don't know if yeah now I do definitely One thing I notice I appreciate is that, you know, I've been going to gigs for years now, I'm 40, and uh, the old and the classic thing that has happened forever is band of 
people get together, get in a van, go play pubs until they start making it bigger, playing bigger venues and so and so. But you're creating a music a style of music and, I, and I'm, I'm not putting you in the same, uh, but, but you, I'm putting you comfortably in a, in a, underneath an umbrella in which I see Mura Masa, Kashmir Cat, yeah. um, Shy Kit, Shy Kit, no, Shy Girl. <laughs> Sorry. Did you interview her? Mark did. Okay, because he was like, Shy Guy. Yeah, yeah, no, that was Ben. Sorry, that was Ben because I was singing Shy Guy all morning because oh, yeah. we were just having. Oh, it was one of those mornings. We welcome Shy Guy. What was her name? Shy Guy, Shy Guy. Anyway, uh, let's not go there. So what I notice is, you, you once again, you belong to a generation that's making really interesting music that is very atmospheric, and sometimes I think venues, traditional venues all across Europe, all across the world, aren't matching the the experience that can be created with the music and you do get it in places like loom festival or yeah. mira or fe spaces yeah the tr you know like what we'd always dreamt of warehouse spaces or or just spaces that aren't your typical mm, club with a bar yeah do you I think, think it's more up to the, i think it's up to like i think it's up to the artist to make the space feel like the 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 most appropriate space for the crowd or for the audience because like I mean I saw I've seen I've seen artists playing very basic venues and not very special venues and kind of venues like oh really this and then because of what they put into the show theatrical wise or like sound wise or visual wise I'm like okay you've made this very basic room uh, appropriate so like if I think it's on the artist to make the the show. No matter, I mean, a sound system wise, you I think you always need to be just like, you don't you need to kind of hope that you've got the best thing to work with. Hmm. But space wise, I think it's up to you. Yeah, hmm. you can literally. I mean, you can go there with a laptop and strobe light, and that's what I did for a long time. And it's fun, but it's it's not. I don't walk away from standing in a room with a strobe going off for like an hour and be like wow I f I'm at home when I make uh, I want to do that which is what I want to feel when I walk away from any show like I oh, th oh, oh yeah that's a great idea I, you know you want to be annoyed that you didn't come up with that idea first that's the best feeling because you it's the best and worst feeling because you're, you're ultimately inspired but jealous and that's I like that feeling that's what made I mean I would listen to like back what I was saying a while ago like like Hodmo and Rusty I'd be like oh, I, I want to do that like I I didn't know it was that that's a really simple idea and it's done really well and you just didn't you just know that you didn't think of it first that's the, that's what you want that's what I want how interfering is it the fact that we have so much uh, so many windows now into other people's activity uh, this feeling of damn it why didn't I come up with that before how, how often do you get that a day from not a lot do you spend a lot of time on Instagram no, Instagram isn't a place where I ever feel that. Oh, good. Uh, it's like listening to a record or going to a show where I'd be like, oh. I mean, I remember the first time I saw Arca play, I, I had to leave because I was like, it was. I felt I, midway through, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I can't, I'm just going to be in more. The more and more here I, st I stay, the more sad I'm going to feel at the end of it. So I just, I just walked out and stood outside for like the last half hour of the show. That was a great feeling. I went home and I made really fun music that night. Um... I don't think I mean I think if you're looking at people's Instagrams and Twitter as a place to feel inspired it's not it's not it's not gonna you know that's not right I don't think that's right I think that's unhealthy because it's um it's supposed to it's almost people are trying to make you feel like oh this is my life this is what I'm doing it's like that's who cares and a lot of people do care so and it's yeah, it's supposed to make you care. I'm like, I don't think someone's try. I think if someone makes a really, I think if someone wows a whole crowd of people, they're not trying to make them be like bitter of what they're doing. They're trying to make, they're trying to share it. As opposed, to, I don't know, it's confusing. I'm not really making sense. But I, I, if anyone's looking at Instagram and social media as a place to um, base how you want to live your life, then I, I think you're doing it wrong. A bit. Where, where uh, without giving too many secrets away about your creative process, where are some of the sources where you draw inspiration from? Not just musically, I mean, for for stage ideas, for visuals, for 
Um, Creating your own universe. It cha- it changes. It's just too. There's too many different things. Like the show I have right now is working. It was a loose idea, and it was working with someone who was very, very guy called Sean, who's very good at seeing what your idea, and then giving you the reality, the realities of it, and the also things in the way it could be better, and sim- like and really simple ideas too. So like, it's the people. It's the people I meet that I'm more like help me get make me make the work that I like making and music I mean I like films I think there's a lot of sounds in like horror films that just sound great when you like I was watching Alien Resurrection last night and I already know I'm going to go back to that and just sample so many different noises that the alien makes because it sounds great and that'll probably be like a, a a beat that I can play out it's just things like that I have like a little fold you can like save things to collection on Instagram even though I was saying don't use Instagram but it's just called sample this and like lots of memes have just really fun because like, they just get really distorted sometimes I like just sampling stuff like that so, yeah well thank you so much Sega Bodega for joining us here in the studio on RPS here thanks on for having me mm-hmm.